This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to learn how to be an entrepreneur? You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. We'll highlight opportunities for entrepreneurs in digital marketing through interesting, practical, and thought-provoking interviews and monologues. Increase your income and be your own boss by listening to The Entrepreneur Effect. Please welcome your host, a 25-year veteran in sales, management, and business development, Dush Ramachandran. Hi, welcome to Entrepreneur Effect. This is Dush Ramachandran. And my guest today is Adam Markell, who is the founder and CEO of More Love Media. He's also a published author, speaker, and many, many wonderful things. Welcome, Adam. It's a delight to have you. It's great to be here, Dush. Uh, very happy that we get to spend some time together. Uh, this is this is an absolute pleasure of mine. Uh, I've I've uh, known you from the days of when you were. Uh, with CEO Space and uh, many other adventures. So I'm delighted to have you. So um, let's dive right in. So um, let's, I mean, usually when when we talk to guests, um, I love to get kind of their origin story, um, you know, because a lot of what we are today is informed by who we've been and the experiences we've encountered. So I'd love to hear um, your origin story. How did you get started um, and what led you to where you are today? Yeah. I, first of all, I, I love that you've called it an origin story. We, we we train people to deliver TED Talks and often we, when we're constructing a TED Talk or helping them to do so, we always want to start with that origin story. So I'll, I'll just say my origin story starts with with pain, <laughs> with, with sort of ex- <laughs> excruciating pain. Uh, not physical pain, but just sort of mental and emotional pain. I was working in a, a job for a number of years, a profession actually that uh, that I didn't love. And I used to wake up in the morning and I would put my feet on the floor. And the first thoughts upon starting the day after having a you know a, a number of hours of sleep the night before um, were thoughts of of anxiety, were feelings of anxiety, and thoughts thoughts of sort of um, helplessness. I, I was a lawyer, which is odd to feel helpless as an attorney. I spent 18 years in that practice um, and very successfully, but 
I just knew that in my heart, this was not what I was called to do for the rest of my life. I think there's a lot of people out there that can identify with that, just feeling like maybe uh, you're not doing exactly what what you want to be doing or would be happiest doing and and would be uh, the the most value to others in doing. And so I, I went on like that for, for a long time because I just didn't know what to do about it. I was married to my college sweetheart. So we were married many, many, and still married more than 30 years now. We had four kids. And and so I didn't really have the luxury of just sort of jumping ship from a career that wasn't making me feel good. Um, and I had to find a, a new path. Ultimately, I had some things happen, which we can talk about if you like, but uh, I wrote a book called Pivot, The Art and Science of Reinventing Your Career in Life, which is really all about how it was that, that instead of having the 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 proverbial midlife crisis, I ended up at a certain point being able to create a midlife calling instead with the help of my wife and, and the support of friends and family. And uh, that kind of leads me to the point where I'm, I'm not only speaking about that topic and teaching it around the world, but able to be interviewed and, and speaking with you right now. Wonderful. So, uh, so obviously it's, it's very, very tempting to ask, what was that pivotal moment uh, that caused you to uh, shift gears and change careers. Uh, because exactly as you said, uh, as an attorney practicing for 18 years, you've built up a substantial practice. I'm sure you've had, you have at that point, uh, you know, a number of good clients and you're working for a firm, perhaps it's your own firm. Uh, and there's a lot of momentum um, that's been built up over time. Um, so to... Uh, to to put that all aside and to start on a completely different journey, um, making a hard right turn or left turn, whichever way you'd, you'd characterize it, calls not only for, um, you know, some considerable amount of guts and determination on your part, which I'm sure uh, of which there is plenty, um, but also it requires... Some sort of a pivotal moment, something that was an inflection point in your life that caused you to make that make that shift, that change. Um, might I ask what that was? Yeah, sure. I mean, there, there were several in, inflection points, and I love that term um, because to know to know when something is is off, to to recognize the writing on the wall to see that that something is not as as it ought to be or as, as you want it to be, I think is kind of the first step. I started to recognize when I was looking in the mirror and I was seeing somebody looking back at me that 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 seemed confused, seemed unclear, seemed like I should have been more grateful, more appreciative of all the blessings I had at the time. You know, it was very, again, happily, happily married and four healthy kids and, and making a lot of money and yet I was unhappy. Uh, mo most of the time, because much of my day, most of my day was spent at work. So there were signs on the wall that I think I was ignoring for a long time. And then one morning on a Saturday, I ended up in the emergency room, believing that I was I was dying, uh, believing that I was actually having a cardiac event and that my heart felt like it was, it was going to explode. And ultimately, the doctor told my wife and I that I wasn't having a heart attack that I was having an, an anxiety attack sure. that was brought on by too little sleep and too much kind of being run down and, and too much caffeine really. Um, and some other things. And so that was the first sort of moment where I would say that was an inflection point for me. And then I, of course, like a lot of people 
um, promptly forgot the lessons of that day, <laughs> went back to doing business as usual, which was sort of 80, 90 hours a week working uh, in two law offices that I had, one in Manhattan and one in New Jersey where we were living. And sort of six months later, walking in the house late at night, it was a I'll never forget a cold, rainy night in in October and walking through the door and looking and seeing my wife's face and knowing the moment I saw her face and her eyes that I had done it again. I had done what I said I wasn't going to do. And that is I missed the kids, not only missed having dinner with the family, but missed having the opportunity to read them a bedtime story, put them to bed, uh, see them before they went to sleep. And I had done that dozens and dozens of times before. And I, I walked straight up to my wife and I looked her in the eye and I said, if I keep doing what I'm doing, you're going to be a widow. <laughs> At which point, you know, she took a deep breath and I was, you know, just not even know what, what I was feeling at that time, but she looked at me and she said, we'll figure this out. And that, and that was one of the great blessings to me that I was, I was living with somebody had a, had a this significant person in my life who was really on my side uh, that really had my back. And, and I think a lot of people often don't have people like that, or don't feel like they, they can confide what they really, really truly feel to the people that are closest to them even. But I was lucky. And so, as I said, instead of us having to move to Fiji or quit my job or quit my profession, um, we were able to take small, make small changes. And that's what the book Pivot is all about. It's about the small changes that you can make to create a different trajectory, a different, whether it's a career path or a life path for yourself, that you don't necessarily have to jump ship because that wasn't my style. I was very much of kind of a, a risk averse person. I still am. I was a lawyer for 18 years for crying out loud. So I was trained to be right. you know, sort of identify risks and avoid risk whenever possible. And I wasn't about to take one that was unreasonable, especially with the lives of my kids and, and, and the life that we had built together. So, you know, that, that, that to me was the catalyst. The catalytic moment was to, to feel as though my life was really very much out of control and that, that I might actually not live to see old age as a result of it. Yeah, and I can see, um, I can see how that would be uh, pretty significant. That, that's a significant event, and I can relate to that personally. My wife went through a very similar sort of experience uh, some years ago, um, and it was because you know she was doing something that she didn't really want to do, uh, but felt compelled to do, um, felt all kinds of compulsions, family pressures, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, there were a number of, you know, family-related issues on her family side that had had been bearing on her, and it all came to a head. And I, you know, when you describe it as uh, feeling like you were having a heart, heart attack or a cardiac event, um, that is exactly the most accurate description because I can tell you from um, sort of a bystander's perspective, I didn't go through it myself, but I could see her going through it and that was exactly what happened. Um, so that is, that is, uh, I, I can completely empathize with what you were, what you were going through. And strangely enough, paradoxically, that's almost what we need uh, to shift us off of our, perhaps self-destructive path, because something needs to be substantial enough to just move us off the track 
because otherwise we're just going to continue down the track doing the same things we were doing that were causing us so much harm. Um, so that I, I completely understand that. Yeah, um, we opt for the status quo. I mean, that, we do. That's, that's where our safest, you know, the safe zone for most people in their business and career and their personal lives is just to to maintain the status quo, maintain, you know, things without without any major change, which is why the pandemic that we're, we're all experiencing right now has created so much anxiety in so many people because there's so much uncertainty. There's exactly. always uncertainty. I mean, it, the fact is that uncertainty is a certainty. So is there really uncertainty to begin with? Yeah. I can make, you know, make an argument about it, but, but yeah, with, with all that's so uncertain right now, I think people are, are, are really dealing quite, quite literally with, with and sort of a, uh, not knowing when things will go back to absolutely some sense of normalcy. No, you're exactly right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Adam Markell. Adam, please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more of the Entrepreneur Effect when we return. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Dush Ramachandran. Welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. Um, I'm speaking with Adam Markell today, um, the founder and CEO of More Love Media. And he's also the author of the book Pivot. Um, so before the break, Adam, we were talking about that significant pivotal event in your life that caused you to change trajectory. Um, and in your book, um, I mean, you referred to the book Pivot, um, and what is, what is interesting to me about uh, the way you referred to the book was the fact that you suggest that people make small incremental changes rather than one big wholesale change, uh, which is not generally the kind of advice that uh, you get uh, in, in books that require you to make changes. Um, they, you know, the authors usually uh, suggest that you should abandon the track that you're on wholesale, you know, just take a gut punch and move on, right? But I think what you're suggesting is a much more practical approach. Certainly, it's a it's a kinder approach as uh, as it relates to people's lives, their families, their livelihoods, etc. Um, so, talking about the book, um, what are some ways? And this might be very topical given 
exactly as we talked about before the break, the anxieties that people are feeling about, you know, their financial well-being. Will they have a job? Will they be able to do the things? Would, would they be able to return to the old normal? Or is, or is the world and life going to look so very different? Um, what are some things people can do to pivot in their own lives to gain as much control of their lives and their, their well-being as they can under the current circumstances? I think more than anything right now, people have to develop resilience. Um, obviously, resilience is being tested for many people as as we speak because of all the changes in so many different arenas. But resilience isn't something that we we develop on a on a sort of crisis by crisis basis. It's something that we develop before we need it. That's some of the work that we've been doing for for the last several years has focused around how individuals and organizations create resilience. And, and as I said, create it before the crisis, because that's when in times of crisis, those organizations and those individuals actually thrive far greater than their counterparts. So right now you asked me, what's one thing that everybody can do? It's to work on how it is that you recover because resilience based on our research is about recovery. It's not about how you bounce back even though there's an element of bouncing back and bounce back ability, let's say, embedded in, in, in the, those, that, those individuals that are resilient and those companies that are resilient. But more important and more, more to the point of what you can do now is to actually create recovery zones in your life. And when we looked at individuals executives and organizations and compared them with the highest performing athletes in the world, what we found is that the, the, these two very different groups had one thing in common. And the one thing they had in common were their rituals, the rituals that they created for recovery. And I don't mean just physical recovery. I mean, again, a lot of people think that re resilience is sort of the Rocky you know, metaphor where sure. you just have to keep getting up every time you get knocked down. It, it's not just physical, it's mental, it's emotional, and it's even spiritual. And so what we typically suggest that people do is examine what's one small change. Again, no big, you know, we talked about my pivot wasn't about jumping ship or doing anything drastic. So these are sort of micro pivots, 1% improvements, if you will to the way that you're doing things currently. So in those four areas, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, what is one small change that you can make in each of those areas to allow yourself to recover from the kind of stress that you're under currently, the kind of stress that will not likely abate because in any situation in life or in business, you can assume that you're going to have stressors, that things will be tough, that things will, will come out of nowhere. There will be unexpected change that you'll have to deal with. And the only difference, again, in performance is whether a person is prepared for those things, is able in those moments to, to really adapt and be agile and be flexible and be able to find the creative opportunities that are embedded in situations where there is that kind of disruption or the kind of person that is rigid, that will break, that that is stuck in, in fear or, or flight or, or is frozen in place even when, when things change. So to me right now, if you look at your mental side, you know, is there something that you can do 
to allow yourself to prepare and to be better prepared for, for, for whatever is going to happen tomorrow or next month or next year. And, and often that means rest. It means actual creating an actual ritual to help your mind to relax. We all know that we're, we're sort of touching our, our devices and looking at, at things online, uh, on our phones, on our iPads, on our laptops and, and, and the like more than 150 times a day. And so this, the mind is, is actively in use. And when we're not on those devices, we're watching TV or we're catching up on our reading and we're watching what's going on in our, our political world and in so many other areas. And our minds just don't have time to rest. So the first thing would be, if, if it were me, I'd say, what's one thing you can do right now to simply create a relaxation zone or a recovery zone for your mind? Wow, that's uh, yeah. That I think uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, do you feel, Adam, that um, resilience is like a muscle that needs to be exercised? Uh, you know, do we need to, uh, or said another way, do you feel like people that have been constantly put to the test on perhaps smaller, less significant, less cataclysmic events um, develop a, a better resilience than those that have had relatively smooth sailing all the way through their lives. Um, is that, is that a thing? Well, resilience is something that you can learn at any age. You can develop it at any age. And yes, oftentimes resilience, the, the people or the, or the, the organizations that are the most resilient have, have dealt with adversity in the past, but that is only one feature of it. As I said, even someone that has had a relatively uh, drama-free life, if you will, can can develop their resilience just the same way that you explained earlier. That it's like developing a muscle, and something that you that you don't actively focus on and concentrate on atrophies, whether it's your mind or it's your body or some other thing. So again, when it comes to the other areas I mentioned, mental, it, when it comes to your emotions, when it comes to your physical. Uh, being, when it comes to even your spiritual being, you've got to develop rituals that help you to recover because it's in it's it's that combination of both exerting energy and recovering from that exertion that produces growth so it's far easier to prevent fatigue than to recover from it later it, it's the idea that you you're actually preventing yourself from becoming exhausted or burned out as opposed to trying to recover it later that's why you develop these things before you need them creating rituals so that on, on an emotional level that you can let go of certain things that may be bothering you. We all have things in our past or even things in our present life that trigger us emotionally. And yet what most people do is they hang on to those things and it creates a lot of tension in the body. It creates a lot of dis-ease often. People hang on to things to the point where it makes them sick. So again, one ritual that you could create each day or create that you, you practice each day is to release some of those emotional uh, the, the emotional trauma or the emotional uh, trigger points that either were developed in your past that you're still reliving, kind of reliving some of those old hurts or the things that are going on in your present that you're, that you can't control, but you're, you're getting emotionally triggered by them. The fact that, you know, something's happening in the political space that you're observing or something's happening inside your company or with your, your business that you can't control and it's causing you upset. So can you let go of those things? 
And there are lots of ways to do that. And again, it's a kind of a small micro step that helps you to prevent that fatigue from, from turning into burnout or turning into exhaustion. On the physical side, again, it could be anything from walking for 30 minutes once a day to monitoring how it is that you that you physically rest and recover. And, and sleep is one of those areas where you can you can look to improve your sleep to improve your your rest and your recovery. And on the spiritual side, I'm, I'm not speaking about spirituality, even though it, there's an element uh, of it in this. It's it's really looking at where it is that you are misaligned, where it is that something that's important to you is something that you're not actually spending much time on or that you're that you've put in the back seat. Like for me, my kids were the most important thing. My my wife and my family were more important to me than anything else. And when I was a workaholic attorney, I was not seeing my kids. I was not reading to them before they went to bed at night and I was feeling guilty about it. It was just sort of eating me up from the inside. And so on the spiritual side, what's one thing that you can do? A small step to move towards something that's important to you, to, to re-engage. Maybe it's to re-engage with an old hobby or it's to read something that makes you, that, that fills you with optimism or it's to spend more time with the people that you love or the people that you want to spend time with. Those are, again, examples of small micro steps that you can, that you can take, changes, rituals that you can create to create this greater resilience holistically. Yeah, and I, I think that makes that makes perfect sense. Um, let's take a quick break and when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Adam Markell. Stick around, we'll be right back. Stay tuned for more of the Entrepreneur Effect when we return. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Dush Ramachandran. Welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. My guest today is Adam Markell, who is the founder and CEO of More Love Media, 
and also the author of the book, Pivot. Um, Adam, so before the, the break, we were talking about the small steps people can take uh, in the, under the current circumstances to kind of restore some level of calm to their lives and to be able to have some, some sort of control uh, over what's happening. Um, now, you, you also mentioned that you work with people on you know, helping them prepare TED Talks, et cetera. Um, so for people listening who might be interested in working with you, uh, what's the best way that they can engage with you? Well, I think our conversation took us into that area of resilience today. So one of the things that I would love to uh, offer to your folks that that is an entirely free assessment, you can go to your, Y-O-U-R dot resiliencecultureculture.com. So normally we do this with businesses, but I, I feel like with an entrepreneurial audience, uh, the entrepreneur existence is, is exhausting. <laughs> it's the most exhausting thing <laughs> probably we we could ever think to create to, 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 uh, uh, I don't know, to frustrate ourselves, but it's also one of the most wonderful things. So you've got to be at your best. And if you want to find out right now where it is that you might not be at your best when it comes to mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual resilience, you can go to your.resilience, with a C-E, resilienceculture.com, and take a three-minute assessment. It's entirely uh, our gift. It's free. There's nothing for sale. And you'll get a report uh, to not only identify where you might be missing the mark in certain areas, uh, but what to do about it mostly. Um, so that's one one thing that people can do, and it's entirely free. And, and folks that want to find out more about our the training that we do to train people to be keynote speakers and and to stand on a TEDx stage to speak on topics like the one that I've been talking about tonight, which is which is also was the topic of my own TEDx talk, was about how it is that you can love your life no matter what including in circumstances that that I would never have predicted, like the pandemic, um, then they can just simply go to adammarkell.com and you can find out this. there's uh, lots of information about the kind of organizations and people that we work with and how we train them and, and what people have said about that work that we've been doing for many, many years. Wonderful. And that's adammarkell.com, A-D-A-M-M-A-R-K-E-L.com. Adam, that's, that's wonderful. I'm sure... A lot of our listeners will be checking out both those both those sites, the assessment as well as your site. Um, and, and we have about uh, three minutes to go uh, in this segment. Uh, what are you most excited about uh, with all of the things that are happening? Uh, there's plenty of reason to feel dispirited or, or discouraged, but there's also a lot of reasons to feel excited and energized about, uh, about the future. What are you most excited about? Oh, I love that question. No, I, I think you're right. There's there's a lot of things we can focus on to be to contribute to our own <laughs> our own anxiety, uh, or we can consciously choose not to do that. And and so I, I'm excited about a new book that we've got coming out uh, early next year. We've got two books coming out. One is called the I Love My Life Challenge, and that's coming out uh, at the beginning of 2021. And then in August of the same year, we've got a book coming out called Change Proof. Leveraging the power of uncertainty to develop long-term success, and in so so for me, I'm excited about the creative process. I'm excited about the conversations that I get to have with with people all the time about how you actually leverage what's happening now. How do you utilize uncertainty to your benefit at a time when when a lot of people, rightly rightly so, I suppose, are are concerned and 
um, there's a level of sort of rational concern we, we all have to have about what we're seeing and what's, what's happening around us. Um, and there's also a tremendous level of opportunity that can be seized if we're not paralyzed by, by the fear that is, that is brought up when we, when we examine some of these things. So it, it's, uh, I, I think it's an evolving conversation. It's one I'm really excited about. I love, I love getting on shows like, like yours to be able to have conversations about how it is that people can develop their greater resilience now so that when the next disruption occurs, we don't know what that's going to be and we don't know when that's going to be. The only thing I, I know for certain is, is that it will be. Uh, change, is what, yeah, change is what's inevitable. The only thing that, that isn't quite inevitable is how we, how we utilize change, how we respond to it. Absolutely. I think, <clears throat> I think that's a very valid point. Um, in the end, all that we really have control over is our response to what happens in the world. Um, a lot of things happen over which we may feel like we have some sort of control, but in reality, we don't. The, the illusion of control is exactly that. It is, a, it is an illusion. But what is certainly within our grasp is how we respond to those various events that, that occur around us. Uh, Adam, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. This has been absolutely delightful. And, um, you know, you have two books coming out when you're getting ready to launch your first of those two books or, or both those books, please come back and see us. We'd love to have you on the show and uh, uh, we'd love to discuss your new book. Thank you, Dish. Really a privilege to be on the show with you. Thank you so much, Adam. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.